WrestlePlug 444 Life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hashtag get plugged in. The refreshing, empowering moment that we have all wanted from WWE. It's like ordering a, a medium pizza and then turning up with an extra large and a bottle of Coke. You absolute moldy cheese fucking baby bell dairy lead dunker shit. What happens is these fucking people live in this fantasy land. Everyone got their shit in. Everyone got each other over. Everyone looked good and made the industry look great. People need to fucking back the fuck off Ronda Rousey. New to oh. wrestling talent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the weekly State of Wrestling Address. We've had a little bit of fire. It's been on and off, obviously. New Year, Christmas, birthday, surgery, etc., etc. But we are hopefully going to return with a more weekly State of Wrestling Address where we discuss all of the week's wrestling topics. If you want to find out our thoughts on Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, etc., got to check out the YouTube channel. Uh, pay-per-views, we might have an occasional audio podcast available, but ultimately this podcast is all about wrestling news. So if you want hot takes, hot opinions, and me swearing a lot, then this is the place to be. I'm Aaron Nix, and joining me, of course, is my new regular co-host, Jeremy Miller. Honored. You know how... Uh, uh, because he just, turns up for work. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, when I first got with you guys in the wrestle, when it was re- Smart Plug, when it was Smart Plug, I was all like... 30 words. There's one day, one day I'm going to be on this podcast and I'm going to be one of the best that there can be and i'm not even close but i'm here we get so many listeners though who are like you started out as listeners and then think like i want to be a podcast host it's like yeah but ultimately you've got some sort of skill and something that lends itself to the game you know I, no offense but we don't just let any old scrub on here because i am king scrub in it like <laughs> i just you know but no you've done a great job man we're very thankful to have you aboard so without further ado let's delve into the news now uh Twitter beef seems to be going around. Something rotten at the moment. Yeah. Oh, my days. Wrestlers are taking a social media like wildfire to air their grievances. Let's start with the one that everybody's already been talking about, and that is, of course, T-Bar of Retribution, the Sammy Guevara of AEW. T-Bar tweeted out, some little teenage virgin on AEW stole my finisher like four years ago after we did a show together. I'd steal something from his moveset, but it's all just at King Ricochet moves. Uh, this, of course, drew the ire of Sammy Guevara, who was directed at. Uh, Sammy Guevara said, someone tell T-Bag, uh, as opposed to T-Bar, very good. <laughs> the move actually belongs to Matt DeMorris, the guy he stole it from. And I'm just trying to get the move to be seen since, you know, he's never on TV. Uh, this seemed to upset <laughs> T-Bar, whose gimmick as part of Retribution is essentially that I'm shit, but I'm really good at Twitter, which is basically Retribution in a nutshell. He said, someone tell Panda Kid I had a singles match on TV last night and I didn't steal the move from some backyarder. I fought of it in a professional wrestling ring with at Kill for Nova. Try being creative sometime instead of, oh, I don't know, making jokes about rape. Um, he then tweeted out, you know what? Everyone is right. This is a dumb argument and I'm deleting my contributions to it, at which point he then deleted his tweets, not realizing, of course, that everything is forever. Yes. Um Interestingly enough, despite the fact that actually T-Bar raises some good points, like, no, you shouldn't be making jokes about rape. Um, 
it seems that social media, unsurprisingly, has taken ire at the WWE guy and giving him a lot of shit, saying that he's petty, he's pathetic, and him bringing that up makes Sasha Banks and Sammy Guevara look bad, etc., etc. And basically, nobody really gives a shit uh, about Sammy Guevara's interest in this. And ultimately, you know, there's no getting away from the fact that Sammy Guevara didn't say anything nearly as inflammatory as what T-Bar said. But I don't see either man really lying here. Um, do you have a problem with it? Do you think it brings companies into distribute? And also, do you agree with this kind of SJW mentality that it hurts Sasha Banks by bringing it up again? No, it doesn't hurt Sasha Banks by bringing it up again. I, If I'm not mistaken, Sasha and Sammy had a talk, or they talked and they hashed it out and everything was fine in that position. So bringing it up again is just, T-Bar, Dominic Dijakovic, whatever the fuck you want to call him, Donovan Dijak, it is his stupidity. Like, honest to God, this entire thing is funny, but it's it's basically, you know, Sammy's trying to use Donovan's feast your eyes and use it as a different thing. And obviously because he can't really use the feast your eyes anymore because i don't think he uses it as t-bar because can't like really nickname, by the way. Big fan of that. He's got hilarious. t-bag slap nuts i mean slapjack um good stuff <laughs> yeah nice window <laughs> oh my fucking god great match by um, the way, last night yeah um I'm, I'm okay with sammy and T-Bag, T-Bar, whatever the fuck you want to call him, going at each other on Twitter. It's it's fun. I, I honestly think they probably messaged each other before this and was like, hey, let's stir the pot a little bit. Let's get this going. And they're probably like really good friends outside of fucking Twitter. Just to get us riled up. But it was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, I, I don't really find it that offensive. Uh, but just as soon as you kind of get over this nonsense, all of a sudden, uh, Ryback and Mark Henry decided that they want to engage in meaty horse Twitter beef. Um, <laughs> so basically, this is per Wrestling Inc., by the way. So shout out to them for the uh, the article. The online heat between Ryback and WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry has continued. Uh, they noted over the weekend that the world's strongest man had some strong words for the big guy <laughs> during an appearance on Busted Open Radio. Ryback later responded with a lengthy Twitter statement on how he loves pro wrestling and how Henry helped him while he was in WWE. You can click here for that report. We're not going to do that. Uh, after a right. response from Henry, Ryback made more comments overnight in tweets that have since been deleted. Why Why type it if you're going to delete it? Just don't do it. Just send it to him personally if it's that big of an issue. Uh, Ryback mm-hmm. alleged that John Cena did not want to work with Mark Henry on WWE live events because of how Henry was in the ring. He claimed he then stepped up to work with him instead. Uh, this was a quote from Ryback. Let's all just fucking air it all out there. At John Cena didn't want to work at the Mark Henry on live events because he believed Mark was the shits. So I stepped up and offered to work with him, which was much harder on me physically, but knew we would get great reactions, Ryback wrote in an now-deleted tweet. Ryback also claimed that a WWE producer insulted Mark Henry after Henry was allegedly found asleep in a gorilla position before their WrestleMania 29 match in 2013, which Mark Henry won. I'm also going to say this, Mark Henry was asleep in gorilla prior to our WrestleMania match. A producer came over to me and said, good luck working that fat piece of shit 
shit. Mark didn't want to spend a lot of time coming up with a good match, and we got what we got. Hashtag facts. Ryback wrote in another now-deleted tweet. The big guy made another now-deleted tweet and said the WWE put Henry up to it. If I'm a failure and have beaten him based off of his claims of what makes someone successful or not in wrestling, what does that make him losing to such a failure? I will break him apart like no other, along with the shit company that doesn't care about him, that 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 put him up to this. Obviously, Ryback, not the uh, master of English that we would expect. (laughs) Henry returned to Busted Open Radio and had a lot to say in response to Ryback. God, this is good shit. Such good shit. Um... Sometimes the things that make you better and the things that make the world interesting is a conduit. Oh, God, here we go. Something that's in between greatness and talent and what do you do to bring them together? In pro wrestling, that is the most important thing in wrestling because you have to have a guy that can lead somebody that's the shits and make them somebody that's great one day, Henry said. We've all had our moments. There was a day when guys, I hate to say it, I was the shits. I, it sucks to say it, but I'll tell you what. At the end of the day, I was pretty fucking good. Even when I was working with people like Ryback, I could take a nap and be better than that motherfucker any day of the week. Holler at your boy. (laughs) Fuck you, Ryback. You're trying to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about, that I'm not great, that I was the shits. You based it off and you throw it off an unnamed agent. Name his name. You name John Cena. Name the agent. I'll call him. I'll get on the show. I'll say, listen, I'm not saying that this happened, but at any point, did you ever tell Ryback I was the shits? I was famous for taking naps. I take naps every day. There's nothing wrong with it. It's great. Vince McMahon himself has ribbed me, poured water on me while I was asleep because everyone will go, hey, has anybody got is, is anybody got eyes on Mark Henry? Because he usually naps around this time. Find him. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun with my naps. Henry continued, blah, 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 blah. Jesus Christ. There's a lot of it. Um, a lot of slagging off. Uh, oh, this is a good one. You'll like this one from Mark Henry. I'm going to read something from one of his favorite quotes here in a little while, and I'm going to let it go, obviously. <laughs> but I just wanted to take that time to answer what you said last night, and I'm so glad that you unfollowed me. So now I don't have to see these ridiculous commercials of you peddling bullshit to pay your bills when you were so great, when you were so good that you didn't hurt people. When you chopped me with those damn gloves on, I used to tell you every time, hey, man, You know you can take scissors and cut that metal bar out of the inside of those gloves and maybe you won't hurt everybody. Maybe I should tell them how you used to sit in front of Vince's office and beg to change everything because that didn't make you look big and strong when I never did it because I knew I could make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Biggest guy and strongest guy in the company. I know I lost to Rey Mysterio, the smallest guy in the company, and I didn't complain one bit. It was an honor. It was a privilege. I lost to a guy with one leg, Zach Coward. Did I complain? Did I say, no, we are changing this? Man, you need to get some business, man. You just got destroyed. Ryback made several more related tweets on Henry while going back and forth with fans on Twitter. He accused Henry of cutting a paid advertisement for WWE and knocking him for responding on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Ryback also thanked fans for their love and support against Henry. Whoopee. A lot lot of stuff there. What do you think of that? that I know Chris Jericho made a comment about Mark Henry. Um, He he defended him, didn't he? Yeah, he defended him. AEW, um, just as a side note, like yeah, I found what you were talking about in terms of Chris Jericho. AEW star Chris Jericho took to Twitter this week to defend WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry amid the online beef uh, between him and Ryback. As noted, Ryback and Henry have went back and forth, blah, 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 blah. It's Chris Jericho. For the record, Mark Henry is a great worker, a true gentleman, and strong as fuck for reals. We also, he also made all the towns and ate all the crow for years until he figured the shit out and became a true main event star for the WWE. He also attacked me in a hotel room once. Grr, starstruck emoji. 
Um, there you go. So I, I would love to see the footage of that. I don't know if he means kayfabe or real, because I don't think I'd want Mark Henry approaching me in a menacing manner in a hotel room. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chris Jericho stuck up for him. That's not really news, is it? Chris Jericho's most likely going to stick up for someone like him. Ryback, ever since he's left WWE, has been very vocal and outspoken about not only the way he was treated, but also the way he feels that people should be. He has a reputation for being a bit of a meathead, but when it's actually all said and done, he has actually provided a lot of interesting thought and comment to some of the stuff he's been speaking of in his career, um, particularly when Hanakamura passed. He actually spoke very eloquently about how to deal with online trolls of anxiety. So he's, I don't think he's nearly as stupid as people think, but this seems really petty, and we're seeing much more of this. Now, T-Bar and Guevara is funny. This just feels a bit sad between two guys who don't this, wrestle properly. This is, this is just, as much as I don't like saying this, this is just ryback trying to get in the spotlight and get fans on his twitter and maybe get appearances for virtual something or another to get money because mark mark doesn't need it mark's got busted open radio with bubba or mark whatever you want mark and mark and then fucking he also has the whole you know he does occasional things with wwe for yeah, uh, the commentary team and stuff like that on like pre-shows and shit. Pretty sure he's loaded as well. Yeah. Pretty, so, pretty sure Mark Henry. The, the thing is though, I suppose on the flip side of things, my argument would be, hey mate, you're loaded. Crack on. Even if you're telling the truth, just get on with it, mate. I don't right. care. I don't care if you and Ryback didn't get on or if Ryback thought you were the shits like I, I thought Ryback at one point looked like he had a lot of potential and was exciting and ultimately they fed him to Cena like they do anybody else and Ryback's kind of insinuating in this beef that yeah I was fed to Cena and I was okay with it I didn't make a fucking scene um, I also I also don't I also don't think that's fair to say that because um, I actually think John Cena and Mark Henry provided one of the all time great swerves if nothing else from that Mark Henry promo where he you know oh made- god I love that. So, you know, Ryback's got very revisionist history. Just feels like personal beef here, you know. But yeah. Mark Henry, he's getting involved. You know, Leo Rush goes after him quite a lot. Um, I'm not going to say Mark Henry's a bad person because I don't believe that. I think he's clearly a nice guy, a big, lovable, huggable teddy bear that can, you know, tip trucks over, whatever. But at the same time, more and more wrestlers, more and more people, especially when they leave WWE, seem to have beef with Mark Henry. And I get the impression that maybe he's a little bit stiff backstage in terms of the way he speaks to people. Maybe he gives out advice in a very harsh manner. And maybe certain wrestlers find that slightly offensive because they're not used to being able to deal with that. Um, that's not necessarily a problem on Mark Henry's behalf. But, you know, it does seem strange that more and more wrestlers seem to be picking this up. Uh, but you know, I, don't, I don't give a shit personally. You know, I'll pull yeah, it up, obviously, because it makes for interesting news for us. I think it's just, you know, two guys just trying to have a... Egos. Yeah. Egos. Indeed. You know? Indeed. thinks he's the strongest guy walking this earth. And, of course, Mark Henry is a legitimate world's strongest man. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to actual strength and power, I'm going to be going with Mark Henry over Ryback any day of the week. Feed me more well that was the problem he was never a good promo guy he couldn't talk for shit and ultimately they shoved him into this big spotlight when john cena needed to be replaced in that rivalry with cm punk essentially 
and he got in there, you know, he had the Hell in a Cell match with CM Punk and immediately you kind of had to cut his legs off because obviously they wanted to continue with Punk going over. You had Brad Maddox, the special guest referee that screwed him. The Shield started attacking him and then he got in a, a rivalry with them involving Team Hell No as well. And there was some good stuff there and he definitely felt like a really strong mid-carder at some points and a guy who might be able to push through. But ultimately, like for instance, you know, they put him with Paul Heyman, but they did that like a year or so too late when everyone got fed up and didn't care about him anymore. So, And that seems like as much as his, I legacy. Love... his legacy is he's a guy who could have been so many things but ultimately ended up being just okay and right. you know if you go back and watch his stuff i never remember Ryback having a world-class match my favorite match of his is probably that tlc match with the shield uh and ultimately you know you've got daniel bryan and you know kane in there as well so you know he's just a working cog of that i thought he was a great destructive powerhouse I enjoyed it when he turned on Cena. I know a lot of people didn't like that. I actually thought it was a good heel turn. I enjoyed it. They had a good match at Backlash, I think, where he speared him through the LED board and that. And, you know, you thought, yeah, there's some potential there. But they never really knew what they were doing with him. And, you know, his promos were just terrible. I, I still remember that promo. I think it was on Raw when he came out and spoke about a motivational book. And I was just like, what? What the fuck is this? You're like supposed to be a destroyer of men. And you're talking about, uh, I, I read this book. And I feel motivated. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> that kind of stuff. That was a terrible time to watch WWE 2013. Mm-hmm. It was just a bad year for WWE. Mm-hmm. It really was. Everyone remembers Cena versus The Rocket Mania. Let's switch gears. There's yeah. so much more beef to get into. Everyone's upset now. Obviously, our Hard to Kill review has already dropped, and you should have watched it by now. If you haven't, get your asses over there and check out myself and Jeremy's hot takes on Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. And of course, I'll be covering Impact Wrestling weekly, so make sure you check out my little cheeky reviews of our weekly uh, Impact shows. Um, Karate Man versus Ethan Page. Both of us thought it was great fun. Really enjoyed it, didn't we? Thought it was thought it was thought it was good shit. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah. Turns out that uh, certain people didn't. So yeah, we uh, we thought that uh, Karate Man versus Ethan Page was quite good. Turns out, apparently, Ethan Page, not so much. <laughs> um, uh, Ethan Page is now done with Impact Wrestling. This was kind of his goodbye, hence he was killed off. Uh, they seem to have a habit of killing people off when they're done with the company. I like that. Okay. Um, so this uh, this circulated courtesy of Ethan Page's social media sorts. He's now on a social media blackout, so to speak, taking a break. Um, I do remember seeing that on Twitter. Because uh, Nails, one of our followers, is a big Ethan Page mark. And yes, she is. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's all, the Ethan Page mark. <laughs> yeah. She is literally in just like lost for words because Ethan is no longer on social media. I was going right to say, now. yeah. Like, what's life has no meaning now for Nails. It's the, Hello, darkness. So sorry, Nails. <laughs> Where has Ethan Page gone again? Um, sorry, Nails. We love you. Um, yeah, this, this is the social media poster, so I'll read it verbatim. I'll be staying active on my personal Patreon as much as I can, and probably in this group too, because I love the fig life and you guys. But man, last night sucked. This is in reference, obviously, to Ethan Page's match. Uh, this is the night after Hard to Kill. Uh, last mm. night sucked. I'm so embarrassed with how Impact lazily edited that segment last night and forced it to be a joke. I felt the four of the same guys fighting each other was comedy enough. And the more serious we took it, 
the better the reaction would be. But because I left the company, they lied to my face and just did what they wanted the whole time. I'm sorry if any of my fans paid for that pay-per-view and felt cheated. I honestly feel the free version I gave away was made with more love, care, and attention to detail. This is in reference to his match, obviously, with Karate Man. Um, sadly, I had no control over the creative or the final product, and the editor refused to send it to me beforehand. So I saw it live with you guys, and I was surrounded by my family, all scratching their heads at that high school project-level delivery on a pay-per-view. I pray people know I didn't edit that hot garbage. I actually begged Impact not to even have Crying Man on TV. I only wanted it for my YouTube channel, but we don't write the shows. We just get the scripts and do our best. I don't know what else... Excuse me. Uh, I don't know what else uh, to say. Breaks my heart. This company refuses to respect its talent or its fan base on a regular basis. Uh, I tried. Uh, love high emoji. Oh, well, life goes on. That door is closed. Now let's focus on what's next. Hope you're all well. I love you all for supporting me and helping promote my projects. Because without you guys, Karate Man wouldn't have been anything else. Uh-huh. I mean, that's probably fair to say. Mm. Um. Yeah, I'm just going to focus on the good that came of him for my social media and my personal channels. He's gone now, and may he live on in good videos edited by the person who created him, not stolen by a greedy company trying to capitalize on someone else's hard work and creativity. Sorry if this comes off so negative. I know I'm usually a positive light for my fans, but today I need to just be honest. I was lied to, I was hurt, I was disrespected, and I need a break from it all. Love Julian, um, which is, of course, his real name. Ethan Page is now done with Impact Wrestling. We kind of knew that coming in anyway. His contract had been up. And actually, this was kind of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure Ethan Page would correct me if he sees this. Uh, I believe that that was kind of a favor to them. His contract actually ran out before Hard to Kill. And this was kind of content to help close out him and his rivalry and stuff. So instead of actually getting Karate Man long term, like we said, we might want to see. Uh, on impact we're not getting him at all he's done with his company which means he's obviously going to be either wwe or aew bound because he's just so freaking talented it's kind of sad as well because unless josh alexander's deciding to leave soon it almost feels like the north's done too which is very sad in a lot of ways because it is you know, that's arguably the greatest shining light in tag team wrestling of the last 10 years for my money um uh, we enjoyed it. We thought it was good. Yeah. <laughs> I actually liked it. I thought it was really funny. Apparently, Ethan Page didn't. Apparently, it was heavily edited, changed. We don't know if the green screen's involved. I like to obviously pick Ethan Page's brain, but at the same time, I don't want to harass him about it. I'm not going to annoy him about it. If he right. reach out and come on a podcast, I'd be, I'd be an absolute joy just to chat to him anyway. Oh, absolutely. He's a human being. You know, I've, I've said on numerous times, I want my North on this podcast just so I can basically fap over how amazing they are. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed because obviously Impact is doing a lot at the moment to try and change its um, visions. But we still have these problems, don't we? Ever since Scott Demore and Don Callis have come on, it does feel like the overall quality of the product is much better. However, we're still having little problems. You've got this business with Ethan Page. You remember Killer Cross had issues right before he left where they wouldn't pay him certain money, things like that. Jake Crist has implied that he wasn't paid for the last six months of his contracted time in Impact Wrestling. We're hearing still a lot of shenanigans. Now, I know the wrestling business is a shady, shitty fucking place at the best of times. A lot of politics, you know, hot dogs, handshakes, and all that fucking nonsense. But this this kind of leaves a bit of taste in your mouth because I enjoy Impact and I want to watch Impact regularly and I will obviously continue to do so. I don't feel like this is enough to make me think, well, fuck Impact. And I've right. seen loads of people on social media saying, this is the kind of thing I'd expect from WWE. Turns out everyone does it. The fact that you think that WWE are the only people who stiff people and shit on them, this goes from the highest point of wrestling all the way down to the tiniest little bollock indie companies, shindies as people like to call them in you know, buttfuck Tennessee nowhere. Ultimately, 
wrestling is a shitty business full of shitty people. And until you make it a unionized and proper profession, it will continue to be this way. And it will always have problems. You know, speaking out is one of the worst things we've had to deal with within wrestling. But at the same time, it's a microcosm almost of a plethora of issues because wrestling just yeah. won't fix its shit. And it never will because ultimately, what is wrestling? It's a carnival. It's a circus. It's a load of fucking freaks and midgets and, you know, people of all kinds of incredible genders and fluid sexual nature. And we all just come together in one big old fucking jambalaya of nonsense and pretend to fight each other and wear stupid gear while we do it. That's ultimately what wrestling is. It's not fake, but it is predetermined. It is a circus. It is a comedy. It could be a soap opera. It could be a drama. It could be all sorts of different things that's why we love wrestling but ultimately all the things that you love about wrestling are what hurt it the most as well that idea of it being completely free form that's why it ends up with so many fucking problems because the only way it can be the way you love it so much is if it has the freedom to be as shitty as it does good and that's the problem with wrestling right there so for me i enjoyed ethan page's match against karate man you know his creation of whatever i thought it was hilarious ultimately i would like to see what the final version was that he would have liked to have seen because it would be very interesting to compare the two because he said that it was far too comedic now i will say one thing with all due respect with the way it seemed to be shot and filmed there's no way you would have been able to make that serious not for my money personally i don't think fans would have sat back of a cinematic masterpiece this wasn't aj styles versus the undertaking this was ethan page versus karate man so from that perspective I understand. I'm a creative person. I'm an artist. I'm a wrestler. I know what it's like when people rip off your creativity or chuck you in a corner and don't appreciate you as much. Lord knows I've dealt with so many shitty creative options. Monsters of the apocalypse. But ultimately, you know, whether you like someone's creative or not, you are employed. So it kind of feels like Ethan Page. And also, can I just say as well, now I'm not slagging off Ethan Page, but his fans have, have frustrated me a little bit. I see him on social media saying, what a slap in the face after everything he's done. Let's not forget that Impact gave him and Josh Alexander an opportunity to be one of the greatest tag teams of the modern era. Let's not act as if that is solely on them. Impact gave them plenty of time. They made him tag team champions for a year. They could have easily taken those belts off and given them somebody else. They gave a lot to the standing of Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. And ultimately, when you're leaving a company, it's actually the onus has always been on the wrestler, whether you agree with the traditions or not, to do the right thing on the way out. So if Impact decided that this was more their kind of thing, they don't actually really owe Ethan Page a lot in that regard. That's not me defending the wrestling business or even Impact Wrestling. But ultimately, if you want wrestling to be the way it is, you have to accept that if you're on the way out, it's not their obligation to make you look as strong and as powerful as possible. It's your obligation to do the right thing, leave professionally. It's the way it is. When I left Royal Mail after 17 and a half years, I didn't quite expect a golden watch and a fucking Rolex shoved up my bum hole on the way out. That's just the way it is, you know? I knew that I had got my time, I got my money, and I wanted to do something else with my life, and I wanted to be an independent eye, so to speak. So I left Royal Mail. Let's see is what it is. But Royal Mail wasn't even shit a company to work for the impact ever was, even under Dixie Carter. So, you know. What do you what do you think? It's hard to really it's hard to hate it. Um because I like the match. But a lot right, I like I like the match. Like. I like how it was comedic, but if this wasn't supposed to be comedic, maybe it was supposed to be a lot longer. Must have been a lot longer. It was very short, and, wasn't it? it only felt yeah, like it was like what? Yeah, it was like a five-minute match or something like that. So mm, right. I would love to see Ethan put out 
what was supposed to be and be able to compare them. Because if he was trying to make this a cinematic, you know, actual kind of story, then maybe, maybe we are, you know, enjoying this and it's not supposed to be like this. And we were supposed to enjoy it for the more story perspective rather than the hilarity. Maybe we weren't supposed to get Karate Man ripping out Ethan Page's heart right away. Maybe it was supposed to be like a, an actual like death fight or something. I don't know. I'd love to hear Ethan's part. Obviously, he's in blackout right now. I, I would gladly reach out to him. And if he'd be willing to speak on it, yeah. awesome. If not... I'm not going to bug. I'm not going to bug the guy or anything. But you know, it, it's curiosity. Yeah, it, and the statement he made as well. Like, I have no problem with it. And Ethan Page can take as much of a break as he wants because he's his own human being. He's entitled to do whatever he wants. He owes nobody anything really, other no. than his professionalism when he does work. Um, but at the same time, his statement was very much kind of like. He was actually quite good about it. If it genuinely is something that he had a right to be furious about, like, you know, I wouldn't, I would have forgiven him if he'd be like, yo, fuck Impact Wrestling, blah, 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 blah. But he's fairly professional in that regard. People are saying he's burning bridges on the way out, but I actually think this is probably the politest you could be on the way out if somebody stiffed you creatively in that way. But like I say, at the same time, it's not actually Impact's obligation to make him look like a fucking superstar on the way out. That's, that's his obligation to do business the right way. But of course, right. without having all the facts, it's very difficult for me to make statements on it. Um, it's just disappointing because I actually thought it was fun. I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good laugh. I like the Mortal Kombat references, especially. Um, I have to say my only real opinion on this is that from what I saw of it, unless they had heavily edited the green screens and that as well, ultimately it would not have come off as remotely serious. It would have been stupid, hilarious bullshit. Really good, hilarious bullshit, but bullshit nonetheless. And, you know, for instance, when he does the Liu Kang kicks, we'll pop for it because we love him and love Mortal Kombat. But you can't sit there and tell me that it had even a modicum of seriousness to it. Of course he didn't. So no, I almost you feel like... You definitely tell he was laying on his back in front of a screen. Well, obviously he's going to be. He's not going to fucking get himself strings and put on a green screen suit, is he? And dress as Liu Kang and all that. That's a, it's, you know, it's a budgeting nightmare. Anyone who's filmed properly, it takes a lot in terms of budget. Um, it's just frustrating because... Ultimately, we don't really have all the facts and won't do for a while. But Ethan Page will obviously be on his way. Where do you think Ethan Page is going to land next while we're on the subject? Um, as much as it sucks to say this, I think he might go to AEW. I think he's going to NXT. You think he's going to go to NXT? The reason I think that, especially if Josh, if Josh Alexander, him and Josh Alexander are done as the North, I see him going to NXT. Uh, people are saying they want to see him in AEW, but ultimately, I think NXT will be able to get the best out of him as a wrestler as well. And this isn't me saying because I prefer NXT to AEW, I do, but from a completely um, subjective point, I genuinely believe that, well, from a completely objective point, excuse me, and I'm trying to be completely unbiased, I just feel like NXT is a little bit of a better fit for him. Because maybe not the main roster, but if you're thinking just NXT, which is actually quite a viable place to stay now, Finn Balor's showing that, Tommaso Ciampa, guys who can just stay there long term and do their thing and be happy in that creative environment. You know, look at what they did with Zia Lee, for instance, and what they're doing right now with her and that martial arts stuff. 
imagine Karate Man coming in and being like, you know, and they're like, we don't find you funny at all. We're going to kill you. <laughs> like, you know, and then having the opposite of that, it might need to be bent a little bit or changed a little bit to suit a more darker presentation. But there's a lot of potential there. And I feel like if Ethan Page went to NXT, maybe not so with the main roster, but with NXT, I feel like people would listen to his creative ideas and they would adapt them well. With AEW, their, their roster is so bloated right now. People whinge, right, about WWE. It's, oh, they've got so much talent and it's so bloated. They never use any of them. AEW's just as guilty of that. So, you know, they can't even find room for their women most of the time because they're too busy trying to stuff the young bugs down your fucking throat. They, there's so many guys there who aren't doing fuck all. When was the last time Miro did anything of consequence? When was the last time Kip Sabian did anything interesting? You know, what what happened to, you know, I know Ray Phoenix had an incredible match with Kenny Omega, but it's like so many of these guys aren't. Where's doing Penta? It. Where the fuck is Penta? Yeah, well, I haven't seen Penta. I assume he's injured. I think there's some sort of, I think, I think it might be an injury. But like, for instance, I haven't seen Proud and Powerful wrestle properly for fucking months. I know there's, I think there's been issues with Santana and injury as well, which is why Ortiz has been working with, alongside Sammy Guevara a bit. But, you know, there's so many guys and they don't know. The problem with AEW is that while it's good that they're all inclusive, ultimately they spend way too much time trying to make sure that everybody's happy and not pushing the people who should be pushed more. I should have Sammy Guevara on my TV more. I should have Chris Jericho on my TV, guaranteed, because whether you like him or he's divisive or not, he is a legend, he is a star, and he brings in a certain level of marquee. I Honestly, see, I, I like Jericho. Boy. I want to I see like, boy more, you know? Yeah. I, I want to I, see more of these guys. I like Jericho on the commentary team. I, I do. Mind. I do. I think I it's nice transitioning. Him. Yeah, I think his wrestling career is a bit meh now and his matches aren't great. I don't want to see him wrestling in, you know, I don't want his retirement run, so to speak, which is what this is, him jumping into kiddies paddling pools full of orange juice. (laughs) Right. I was going to be in my bonnet about it. This is the only orange I want to see in wrestling. This. My hat. I'm going to review it. Right. The only thing I can see with Ethan Page going to AEW is that he has very close ties with Cody. They work together in the Indies a lot. And yes, money talks. Yeah, it does. But I agree with you that I think Ethan would be good wrestling wise in NXT. You could have some really good matches in NXT with Ethan Page. Could you imagine Ethan Page versus Finn Balor? Could you imagine Ethan Page versus, you know, Ricochet, they bring him down. Hmm. E- or Ethan Page versus God, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Those I'm two right, fucking going at each other, especially with their uh, their quirks. That oh, yeah. Just the- I actually think he'd be fantastic in the way as like they're heavy. I think he'd be really good as that. You know, he's um, but he's got a lot of potential, and I think he's one of the better talkers and one of the most. Uh, charismatic people in wrestling and i think that actually he'd be a better fit in nxt as well because i feel like they could do with more charismatic guys they've got a lot of very serious wrestlers and it'd be quite good to have more charisma coming in and also i'd love to see him working with like dexter loomis as well like i imagine like dexter loomis like karate man versus dexter loomis and another house of horrors would be fucking hilarious like you know, yeah. I'd, I'd, you know, I just, I just think NXT is a better product, and I think they do better by their wrestlers, and they make sure that you see world class wrestlers every week on their show. And I don't think AEW always does that. You know, people can say, "Well, the ratings are shit." That's great, but that doesn't necessarily 
correlate to a good show. SmackDown doesn't get fucking shit on ratings all the time, but weekly it tends to put on a very, very good show. So it is what it is. Speaking of ratings, actually, good segue. Um, Last week, we don't really buy into the ratings ourselves much. We just enjoy what we enjoy. But last week saw NXT have its all-time record or close to all-time record low in ratings in comparison to AEW, which was, again, steady 700 to 800,000, which is kind of what it gets every week. Um, there's no real... The only time they ever get a big fluctuation is when they get a kind of a drop down of NBA fans who are maybe waiting for their thing or, you know, watching it before, or maybe watching it straight after the NBA is finished uh, or vice versa. You know, if they bring something big in like sting or whatever, but ultimately they tend to stay around the same margin. NXT had a really good show last week for my money. I, I reviewed it, thought it was fantastic. I love NXT obviously, but I'm quite happy. If something shit, I'll say so. I like WWE, but Raw last night was fucking garbage. <laughs> you know, so you know, I, I don't have a problem. There was only a few good like spots. Just be exactly. Just because I like something doesn't mean that I won't fucking take it to task if I think it does something shit. I love my friends dearly, but if they wrong me, they will get my fist up their ass. That's just how it is. So you know, I will stick my fist up your ass and call you a puppet. You should do that more often because it stops your mic rubbing. <laughs> But ultimately, I um I, I don't look into this too much. But of course, this gives idiots on social media ammunition to say, well, clearly AEW is better. Not really. That doesn't mean anything. And ultimately, it's 200,000 people. Is that really what you're going to hang your hat on? Yeah, 200,000 people watch our stuff more. Good. You're on a different network. Nobody cares anyway. Like, And also, I'd like to see the interesting demographics because ultimately the networks that they're on are very different in what they provide in terms of entertainment and tnt is very much a they spend a lot of time showing re you know um shall we say rehashes or uh, repeats of films and stuff don't they tnt spends yes. a lot of time it doesn't have nearly as much original programming is what i'm trying to say whereas usa of course is consistently trying to bang in new series and things like that so ultimately if you're a general tv person and you're watching TV sitting down, if you're one of these people who just likes to channel surf and all that, if you're on TNT, you're probably going to stay on Dynamite a lot longer a lot longer anyway because it is fresh original programming, which they don't have a great deal of. Whereas on USA and it, you're like, Jesus Christ, what do I watch now? The latest episode of NCIS? Do I watch Ninja Warrior? Do I watch this? Do I watch that? There's all these, you know, Kardashians, whatever the fucking hell is out there on TV. And it can be difficult to really contain your interest, especially when also the other company that you're up against, you know, WWE, they also have three hours on a Monday, two hours on a Friday, not to mention a plethora of online content. We're not factoring in how many people might be watching uh, NXT later on via the apps, via the network as well. We don't right. know that. You know, and then their argument is, yeah, well, loads of people are watching it in the UK. No shit, people are watching AEW Dynamite in the UK because it's on free TV, albeit later in the week, but it is on free TV. It's on ITV4. So, of course, people are going, and that was, hello, Impact used to get shit hot ratings over here, even when it was terrible. You know why? Because it was on Challenge TV. It's on Freeview TV. That's why they ran UK shows all the time, because the UK fan base loved it. More people watched it, not because it was better than WWE, but because they had more accessibility to it. And ultimately, if you want to watch WWE over here, for instance, you need BT Sport. That's, at minimum, I think, 15 to £30 a month, depending on how you watch it on an app or whatever. I watch it on an app. Luckily, I have BT Internet, so it's easier and a bit cheaper for me. But the average person is paying north of £30 a month if they want to watch just WWE. And let's be honest, the majority of these people probably don't pay their own bills. Mummy and Daddy probably do that for them while they sit in the basement eating Cheetos. And ultimately, Mummy and Daddy aren't going to pay 30 40 quid a month for BT Sport in a fucking worldwide depression and pandemic. 
So, you know, it's there's so many factors that come into it. So when, you know, fat Mark Barry gets on his fucking Twitter and goes, AEW is clearly the best. Uh, uh, once I've finished popping all my acne, I'd just like to point out that Sting is the greatest wrestler ever. And, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Sorry, Barry. Nobody gives a shit. And vice versa, the same goes for WWE fans who are sitting in their basements eating too much pizza and then they fucking come on Twitter or whatever it is and they're like, yeah, well, we don't have as much, but, you know, we push our better time. It all means literally nothing. And ultimately, you want both sides to do well because then it brings more eyeballs on the product. And if neither of them are getting that many in terms of ratings, that's a problem for everybody, not just your fucking bullshit brand loyalty. But hey, these are the same people who think that having a PS5 or, you know, over an Xbox Series X or vice versa makes them more elite. And ultimately, both of them do exactly the same fucking thing. The only difference is that there is the odd occasion that you might get a third party um, exclusive. But, you know, this is, this is, for me, this feels like a dumb fuck youngster's argument of, Oh, well, I'm loyal to NXT because it's better. Okay, you think NXT's better. That's great. Why are you loyal to it? <laughs> it doesn't give a shit about you. And the same with Dynamite. All these fans who are loyal to, you know, Tony Khan, as I've mentioned before. Why? Tony Khan doesn't give a fuck about you. He might claim that he does. And he did a wonderful job with John Huber's, um, you know, kind of retrospect show. And that was, you know, we all give him love and credit for that. But ultimately, he shouldn't have done a shit job anyway. This was a guy who gave a lot to his company to help the creative of this company. You better fucking remember the man the right way. Um, so I'm not going to fucking lord over her. You know, it is good and he did a great job. But when people are coming on fucking social media and saying like, oh, isn't it incredible the job he did? What, as opposed to doing nothing? What else was he going to do with John Huber's tribute? Do you know what the problem is? When people do good things, we feel that they needed to be lauded and they need to get a huge amount of plaudits for what they do. And ultimately, the expectation should be that everybody is good in the first place. We shouldn't have to send out massive plaudits whenever somebody does something that they're supposed to fucking do anyway. I always use the parent principle in this regard. How many times has a parent come up to you or somebody come up to you and say, oh, so-and-so is such a good parent? You know, oh, so-and-so is such an amazing parent to their kids, as opposed to what? Leaving their kid in a dumpster and chucking it in a river? You're all supposed to be good parents. That comes with the responsibility of being a mum and dad. I don't need to have kids to be able to say that. You know, it's like when people, you know, people say to me, oh, you're, you're such a good brother to your little sisters. Well, yeah. Like, what else am I going to do? Kill them? Like, <laughs> such a dumb fucking mentality. Yes, you should be a good person. Congratulations. You're so special for having decent enough morals and ethics. Please. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. And anyway, Tony Khan and his dad gave a shit ton of money to Donald Trump, who everybody fucking hates now. So if you want to hate Donald Trump, why don't you hate the Khans? Oh, yeah, but Daddy Khan has given me a wrestling company that makes me feel comfortable and I feel all-inclusive, whereas WWE hates all the blacks. That's basically what they think. And it's not true. But that's not true. It's not true. It's not true at all. Does WWE have a lot of ingratiated issues? Of course it does. But ultimately, when you're the only game in town, you're, you're telling me that Apple doesn't have the same problem, that Microsoft doesn't have the same problem, that all of these major corporations, and you're all very happy to get on your fucking iPhones, isn't you? You're all very happy to use your fucking laptops and your iMacs or whatever to talk about wrestling all the time while contributing to those humongous corporations. I don't think I got mine through school. You would be on social media if you were a good person, would you? Let's be honest. We're all cunts. We all do awful things. We all fucking sleep around and do dirty things and whatever. It's just that some of us are much better at hiding it than others, eh, Jeremy? 
So oh, oh no 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 no! Boom! Do not start that shit. The thoughts and uh, rumors of Wrestleblog have not been factually cooperated with in any way. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Jules. Uh, yeah. We're all, but the sure. thing is, right? We're all different people with different thoughts and different viewpoints. And like, for instance, my ethical and moral grounds are very different to what a lot of people are. And something that really struck me, like, for instance, it was my birthday yesterday, right? And one of the tweets I got was from Alex. And he said that the one thing he loved most about me was that I wasn't a fucking ass licker and I didn't compromise who I was. And I was really proud of that because I don't, you know, a lot of people might say, yeah, that's because he's a dickhead. That's fine. But ultimately, I like the fact that at least when you talk to me, you'll get an honest opinion. I'll tell you something's shit. I'll tell you something's great. And that's what Luke Harper was like, which is why I had such an affinity to him. Because he was like, yo, Born Strowman, you're a fucking pile of shit. Do better. Because ultimately, if someone tells you you're amazing all the time, you won't improve. But if someone's willing to tell you where you're shit and then critique you and tell you why it's shit, not just fucking slag you off, you can improve as a human being. Indeed. This is the problem with wrestling. The majority of people who watch it aren't mature enough to completely understand how to critique it properly or understand why something is shit, why something is great. AEW fans are very happy to go on social media and talk about how, oh, I love how my, you know, I have the moral upstanding when I watch AEW. No, you don't. It's still a massive corporation. You just haven't seen anything yet. Whereas WWE has been around, what, 60, 70 years? So, of course, you're going to have heard of dumb shit and bad things they've done. I assure you, bad shit probably happens at AEW too. You just don't hear about it as much. And ultimately, the reason that their product, for my money, isn't nearly as good creatively is because there is no kind of self-control because they're all just one big clusterfuck family. That's great. But ultimately, when I get together with all my mates that I train with, down at Quality and Rev Pro and whoever it might be in wrestling, you know what? We could probably put on a half-decent show, but if you asked us to put on a weekly fucking show and do it well just because we're friends, chances are it would probably suck dick. (laughs) So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try and pretend that, you know, that makes me a better person or I'm morally superior for watching a product because I'm fucking not. Yeah. Um... What do you think a um, NXT struggles with its ratings? Do you think it's solely a case if it's on the wrong network? Maybe it's on the wrong, or maybe you know taking it off of the um, the app might have heard it as well. Because ultimately, it's not on the network live anymore, is it? Like it used to be. No, it's not on the network live anymore. And like you said, a lot of people can't afford 30, 40 pounds a fucking month to pay for BT Sport over there, or you've got to pay. At least 60, 70 bucks here in the US for cable. Yeah. Like yeah, see, that's what people forget is it's not on free TV in the United States either, is it? You still got to no. pay to watch that shit. You still got to pay a provider, like a cable provider or some like sort. Like I pay, I have uh, T Vision through my T Mobile app or through T Mobile, and I pay 40 bucks a month and I get over 100 and some odd channels. USA is one of them, TNT is one of them. I can watch all my sports that I want, but I'm still paying for it. Hmm. Yeah, it's not when free. You had it, when <laughs> you had it on the network, it was only $9.99 a month, and it wasn't even technically you were paying for it. It was there. What you were paying for when you paid that $9.99 a month was the pay-per-views. That's what you were paying for. The rest was just there, and it was positive and it was good where i think nxt would be better honest to god would be like fs fox sports one 
or sci-fi like ECW was. Put it on a station that doesn't try and push fucking original shows every fucking day where you have to, every five seconds you got a commercial for a new fucking show on USA. People get sick of it. Like, mm. you get Chrisley Knows Best and now from the makers of Chrisley Knows Best, The Rev. I really, really like Chrisley Knows Best. <laughs> I knew you did, you <laughs> yeah. fucking... so, Because it's always on after, I think, Raw or... It's, it's always after uh, one of them. And yeah. I always think, well, I'll just leave it on when I was, especially when I was illegally streaming content. And um, <laughs> so I'd be watching it. I don't know, actually. I watch everything legitimately, which is really a surprise to me, actually, because, yeah, um, I, I have many, many, many uh, interests that aren't legitimate. Um, <laughs> ultimately, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I do like Chrissy Knows Best of a run up on a town. I just think it's fucking hilarious. I didn't think, I thought, I saw a trailer for it. I thought, God, that's a fucking dumpster fire. And I'm not watching that shit. And then it just happened to be on after a roar and i was kind of like half cut for whatever Please and i'll just leave it on that. in the background and i found myself laughing at this geezer who is he's for some reason not gay but comes across as really gay and i'm like you're not gay at all but you and you have a family but you are so gay like yes. and i don't get it because yes. he's just so camp he and he's very feminine yeah and he's so feminine but i love him he's just like and every now and then he's like you get your shit in the house and like i just think it's really funny because it's such a great microcosm of what american life is for people with and money the thing is it's actually is really funny he got his start through oprah that does uh, really what like in what sense was he working for her or I I believe he was her hairdresser. Oh, that's so sick. I love that. See, stuff like that amuses me. Like I think he's funny. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're yeah. fucking trash for thinking. The show that. is hilarious, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, you got Chrisley's nose best, and then t- like fucking next commercial from the owner from the makers of Chrisley Knows Best, we have the Rev, which that looks fucking hilarious. You what did the fuck is the Rev? It's it's kind of like Chrisley knows best, but it's about a reverend's family in Atlanta. I just like they just randomly. Do you remember they had Run's house from Run DMC? Whose house? Run's house. Red's house. Rev Run, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Fucking. Next? But then of course you got Miz, Miz and Mrs. and yeah. fucking. It's very good. It's very popular, isn't it? People like it. it. Is- it is very popular. Total Divas is one of the most popular things that WWE has had a hand in producing in fucking years. People yes. don't realize that. We all shit on it and Total Bellas and that, but it's super popular. It's still going because people. But the love thing it. is, but the thing is with oh, that, with book. Total Bellas and Total Divas, that's on the E network. That's on a whole nother fucking network. Isn't that like a network designed solely for people who are plastic? Like uh, that that's, is that's a it's reality TV network. like horrible, horrible. Yeah. You know, like basically. You know, it's for catty bitches to sit down. I, I used to watch E Network for Talk Soup because uh, Joel McHale was on it. And it was fucking hilarious. He was great. But yeah, um, yeah Christy knows yeah. best is probably the only reality TV show I like. I hate them normally, but for some reason I really like it. I find it funny. Anyway, we got off on a tangent, but yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, I don't think NXT, I actually think NXT has been as good as it's been for a long time. People are saying that it's shit because now that apparently Road Dog and Vince McMahon and other people have got involved. No. I actually don't think that's true. Did anyone watch New Year's Evil? That fucking banged so hard as a show. That was so good. So much better than New Year's fucking Bodger and Badger Smash. Like, you know, like <laughs> New Year, <laughs> New Year's, <laughs> New Year's Dash for Cash. Like, whatever fucking, you know, like. 
I said these fucking names are terrible and they're all fucking awful to be fair. WWE's are just as bad, but like, you know, I want Great Balls of Fire too. I'm demanding. No, that. no. I want great I want but, great no. we had great balls. Now I just want great ball of fire. And I just want <laughs> just based solely on by the way, Randy Orton. You want the Lance Armstrong? You want the Lance Armstrong pay-per-view? Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> that's that's basically it. Great that's, ball of fire. Exactly. What did Randy Orton say to Lance Armstrong? Goodness gracious, you've got one ball of fire. Um, I don't care. We we love our shit jokes. We love them. We had, we're trying to entertain you, motherfuckers. Be grateful. Yeah, um, we have to. Yeah, no. I just I just think overall, <laughs> it's not a it's not that big a problem. It really isn't. And also, let's not forget, WWE makes millions solely for the network, which AEW does not have. So you know, and they have what two million recurring subscribers. So you know, maybe wind your neck in a little bit. Um, I'm going to review Raw in a bit, um, which will probably be in a separate video. But you're a Randy Orton mark, aren't you? Yeah, I know. So, do you want to explain to me why Randy Orton turned up on Raw looking like a burnt luchador? <laughs> I, 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 not Blue Demon Junior's retarded cousin. <laughs> What's going I, on? I, you burned I my face. Distribute. You know how I'm going to respond to that? By declaring myself eligible for the Royal Rumble. That is fucking... You can't write this shit. Holy cow. <laughs> you want to explain how they've managed to ruin even the best of Randy Orton? <laughs> you know what it, it reminds me of? It reminds me of the dash when dashing Cody Rhodes got kicked in the face with the 619 and he had to wear that grotesque mask. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Phantom of the Orton. <laughs> it, it, it Phantom of the Orton. <laughs> I want to see that. Give me that. Oh my God. We're, we're this close to getting a musical. We had the Me and My Shadow nonsense, didn't we? The Dinner Debonair. I reckon we're going to get a full wrestling musical soon. I think it's just a matter of time before we have a full Oklahoma fucking tribute. <laughs> It's gonna go crazy. Do you remember the Royal Rumble a few many many moons back when they had the um what was it that fucking uh, West Side Story? Do you remember they used that for the trailer for it? Oh yeah yeah it's yeah. Gonna yeah. be a Rumble tonight, <laughs> a very Royal Rumble. That's right. <laughs> that stuff's so good. That that I yeah. don't know why, but as a suspiciously camp man, I would love to see me some wrestling musical. Give me that. <laughs> give me that. Yes. Give I want me a wrestling that. musical. I want West Side Story in full. I want Phantom of the Opera with Dashing Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton trading masks. I want I want all that good shit. I want Oklahoma with Chad Gable, mate, innit? That's what I want. <laughs> I want Buddy the musical with Elias. Give me that stuff. That's why not. If you're going to make it fucking stupid, make it really stupid and really funny. Just go well, full okay. retard, innit? <laughs> I've got it. I've got something. Um, The Royal Rumble coming up. It seems like they're trying to do it. Your eligibility for it as well. I wish. I I would love to be in the Royal Rumble. Stop fucking doing that. Stop fucking telling everyone who's in it. I watch. What? What's the one reason you watch the Rumble for? Why is the Rumble the best pay per view of the year? Because of its unpredictability. Because of its excitement. Who's next? If you know everyone who's in, you don't give a fuck, do you? True. Stop doing what? that. Declare even the fucking Good Brothers for a laugh declared their eligibility <laughs> on a video. Cheeky cunts. Come I'm on. <laughs> I laughed so hard. But no, um, if you notice this theme for the Royal Rumble this year, it's kind of like a comic. 
How yeah, do you, I've seen that. Yeah. What do you do? You like that? Like, I, I like the graphics, but yeah. Um, I don't really care much for it overall. It almost feels like they use. Do you remember when Stephen Amell made his debut at SummerSlam, tagged up with um, uh, Pack or Neville at the time to wrestle yeah. uh, Stardust and King Barrett, and they used that kind of comic book style? It feels like they've almost robbed that and rehashed it for this. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, ultimately, what is wrestling? It's superheroes, comic books, isn't it? It is kind of that thing. But I feel like they've gone too far one way with the nerdism in wrestling. They've really embraced the geek and the nerdy stuff, you know, up, up, down, down, things like that. And that's great when it works. But a lot of times it doesn't. And it feels so fucking bullshit and childish. Instead of seeing Miro whip everybody's fucking ass black and blue in AEW and become the champion, we're seeing him throw a paddy because his mate who wears leggings and a crop top, even though he's a man, is um, somehow, and by the way, I have no problem with a man wearing leggings and crop tops, but if you're going to come out and say that you're a tough motherfucker and all that shit, and, you know, <laughs> you look like a knockoff from the Beatles, innit? So, you know, instead of that, we're getting him, and he's, he's, he's basically crying over his arcade cabinet, which apparently has a name. Alan, I think it is. Um, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That, that's not good. That's not good, especially when the arcade hey. cabinet isn't plugged in when he's playing it. But you know, but you know, WWE is the only people who do stupid shit. Remember, right? I, 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 you brought up, you know, why aren't we getting Kip Sabian and Miro on the the network or on the product? He's gonna be on the product next week. What wearing his Gucci DJ again and his flip flops? Apparently, he's going to be accompanying Penelope Ford to the ring along with the Butler Charles versus Layla Hirsch. Who the fuck is the Butler Charles? I, have no I don't idea. watch this product much. What the fuck is that? You want to know why people don't take your shit seriously? You want to know why Jim Cornette attacks you regular AW fans? Because of things like that. What the fuck is the Butler Charles? And it's don't get me wrong. about Kim's Butler. That's excuse for a man on SmackDown who follows Carmen around. He's just as fucking bad. So it ain't just AW that does it. Who's letting all these little gimps run around and be butlers and concierges and things like that? What the fuck happened? Back in the day, we had Sherry Martel and Paulie Dangerously and fucking Bobby the Brain Heenan. And now we've got buttfuck. Reginald the Somalier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What is that? Because he, I thought it was because he was Somalian. Like, (laughs) (laughs) there's this thing called a Somalier. Turns out I come from a really poor background. I don't have a clue what one of those is. And I don't really care. Carmela's fucking banging hot though. So I accept it what it is. But this is some little geezer getting whipped around by Sasha Banks, which I think is hilarious. You know, <laughs> like we've got fucking Charles the Butler. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've got Alan the Arcade Machine. We had that fucking plant pot that Dean Ambrose had for a while. It died. We had. Hey, hey, Mitch was awesome. Fuck Mitch. We've got um, we've got fucking drones. With names like Vanguard One, release the dogs. That's Vanguard <laughs> One, and his the rest of his spouse and his family. If that was, I'll tell you what. If Philip Rivers had that drone, you'd have Vanguard fucking twenty seven, mate. Unacceptable. It's just so stupid. I don't get it. <laughs> Wrestling's dumb, right? And it's stupid. And sometimes I like it when it's dumb shit. But do you know what? Shock horror. I actually like it when it's serious too. I like everything. Mm-hmm. I want a bit of it, and it's just not, is it? You know, Randy Orton's in a dark room. Look at my mask. You heard me. I'm a freak. You know what? You know what I have to say about that? After you burp my face, but somehow my eyebrows are still fucking intact. You know what I have to say about that? <laughs> I'm joining the Royal Rumble. What is this shit? <laughs> 
It what? Jeremy <laughs> Miller goes out, right? Goes down the shops later. Some geezer tries to attack him, throws fire in his face. Jeremy Miller's response: You know what I have to say to that? I'm going to Kmart to buy a six pack. Yeah. These people clearly have never been in proper fights. These dickhead creative wank stains who run WWE, AEW, and everything else. <laughs> In what world does a man go, you embarrassed me, Orange Cassidy, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to fill a paddling pool full of orange juice. And you wonder why UFC gets millions upon millions of buys and you get 5,000, mate. That's why. <laughs> At least they hit each other for real. <laughs> God damn it. How can you hate Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor is a prize a dickhole. But I take him more seriously than, you know, dickhead in jeans. And they're not even proper jeans, by the way, Orange Cassidy. I'm on to you. You don't wear proper jeans. You You wear slacks that are painted to look like jeans. But I've never seen a pair of jeans that have a drawstring on them. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, absolutely not. I think Levi should sue him for false credibility. Disgusting. (laughs) Did you hear... I hate wrestling. Can we talk about someone else? (laughs) Hold on. Did you hear the rumor... That Conor McGregor, because the UFC, uh, what, 257 or whatever, the one against Poirier, is... Isn't that this Saturday? It's this Saturday. Yeah, I'm watching yes. Right before the... Or near the rump, the start of the Rumble. Well, the Rumble's on There's... Sunday night, isn't it? Yes. And... And this is Saturday. The... Yes. The McGregor-Poirier fights in Abu Dhabi at Fight Island. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> and there's rumor that Vince has already talked to Connor and Connor is going to make an appearance at the Rumble. If he turns out in the Royal Rumble, I'm doing this next show naked. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. No way. No I way. mean, why not? They got Tyson Fury. They got Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, and, they, and they threw 15 million at him for it. <laughs> <laughs> and he went... Exactly! Uh, like, of course... Could you Tyson- imagine Connor... Tyson Fury is a jippo. Like, don't get me wrong. Tyson Fury can whip everybody's ass. He's probably the best boxer in the world. I think he's going to knock Anthony Joshua's fucking lights out. But at the same time... Huh? Are we actually getting that fight? Apparently, we will be getting that fight, yes. (sighs) Frank Warren and uh, Eddie Hearn are working together to get that fight done. So that's Yeah, get get your fucking... That's going to be a pay-per-view spectacular for the... I reckon we should live stream us watching that for Sly Fox. That'd be sick. Um, Yeah. Definitely, I'll have that for ESPN. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, if you've seen like, no, neither man is highly reputable in their <laughs> in their general standing in life. But even Tyson Fury is a next level lunatic. He's fucking insane. Well, He's I mean, the only geezer you can approach. Go, excuse me, if I give you a shit ton of money, will you wrestle this gigantic geezer and come out dressed like a fucking Arabian carpet salesman? Yeah, I'm down. I'm fucking down, mate. Money. Ketamin, get me on that plane. These people are insane. <laughs> Money. And then talk. Floyd Mayweather. Drugs talk. <laughs> I want uh, Conor McGregor to rub. If he comes out at number 30, I will fuck it. Seriously, I have just had myself surgically repaired, but I'll tell you what, I might have to fucking, I might need more surgery after that because I'll rip the fucking head clean off. If Conor McGregor turns out the Royal Rumble, I'll never watch any other wrestling but WWE again. I swear down. I swear down. I remember last year, I think it was last year, I waited. I thought, who's going to be number 30? And I, I could have, I, for some reason, I thought Kenny Omega was going to do. I yeah, I thought myself. so. 
I convinced myself, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen, I convinced myself it would. So I was like, number 30, here it comes. Oh, 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 oh. And instead you get like, I don't know, Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, um, I think it was Ziggler. Yeah, excuse me. But, no, um... but yeah, no, Conor McGregor in the Rumble, give me what I want. Give it to me. I will take... I, seriously, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care if he fucking shits in every single woman's kit bag from here to fucking Abu Dhabi. I don't give a shit if he fucking causes a load of deaths from autoerotic asphyxiation. I don't give a shit what kind of bollocks he does. Don't tell me you don't want to see Conor McGregor in WWE. Holy shit. I want to see Conor in, in WWE strut right next to Vince and see which one's better. Oh, it'd be so sick. Amazing. Shut up. Three downs. Shut up. Three downs. Be fucking gold. That won't <laughs> billion dollars, Vince. Get your checkbook out. That's what we want. I want fucking Conor McGregor versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. They don't wrestle. They don't touch each other. They spend 20 minutes going... Walking around the ring, nothing else. That's all I want. Twenty minutes of that. Fucking Michael Cole goes, "Holy cow!" It will be the best thing ever. And all of a sudden, here comes Bailey. Shut up, Cole. Give it to me. Give it to me. I need it. I need that Vince McMahon Conor McGregor match so badly. I don't care if you have to reanimate Vince McMahon's legs and he's 85 years old. You get his fucking old ass out there and you make him go to war in a walk-off with Conor McGregor. <laughs> give me what I want. You're going to give me what I want or I'm going to start killing people. <laughs> uh, I'm not really FBI. Stop monitoring us. Um, yeah. Anything <laughs> oh, you want to talk about, mate? Why we got you on a state of wrestling address and everything has completely been derailed? Um... Uh, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. No, I'll tell you, I do, I do have some other news, believe it or not. Um, okay. We spoke about Kenny Omega wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt, didn't we? And I said that this pretty much insinuated an AEW-NJPW partnership. While many fans have speculated over that, there is no indication that Omega wearing a Bullet Club shirt is a step towards that. On the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio with old Tuna Meltzer, uh, he wow. noted that there was no ulterior motive for Omega to wear a Bullet Club shirt. He said that it was simply Carl Anderson, Doc Gallo's idea for Omega to wear the shirt, and Omega obliged. Uh, Bullet Club is trademarked by NJPW, but while fans have been calling this group Bullet Club, Omega, Gallows, and Anderson have never been officially uh, have, have never officially been named as that. Uh, there is no indication so far that NJPW will take any action in regards to Omega Sport and Bullet Club gear outside of NJPW programming. But in regards they to partnership, supporting it. Meltzer noted that the Good Brothers are likely to be in NJPW as they have expressed their desires to return to the company since leaving WWE. However, there is no indication that Omega or anyone else in AEW will be involved in NJPW in any official capacity. And it's also noted that with very restrictive travel regulations, any type of partnership would be difficult to pull off at the moment anyway. So, yeah, turns out NJPW don't really give a fuck that much. And no, you're not getting the crossover you want, at least not yet. But hey, that might just be tune amounts of workiness. So it uh, is what it is. Meltzer's a fucking bell end. He is a bit of a bell cheese, isn't he, really? <clears throat> he is. He's a very much a... I mean, he I mean, he is a tuna melter, so ultimately he should have at least a little bit of bell cheese in there, but I um, <laughs> I just don't care. I love how people get so emotional about Meltzer, though, don't they? Like, what? Only four stars? Fuck you, Meltzer. Oh, it's like, oh, dude, okay. he's just like us. He's just a fan. 
He's not a wrestler. It's not like he spent 30 years being the great booker and wrestler. His, liter- his job is literally what we do. It's just that he was the first to do it, which is why everyone pays attention to him more. He's very clever. He's very, very clever, Meltzer, because what he's done is he found a niche many decades ago before anyone else did. And he thought, huh, that's pretty fucking cool. I could review wrestling. No one else does that. Right. Boom. Got in there first. If you're the first person to do something, people are always going to remember you, even if you do it shitly. (laughs) You know, people are going to remember that. So, yeah. By the way, um, I think it's either Nick or Matt Jackson has more four and a half plus star matches than anyone else in the history of wrestling. So that ultimately shows you how little that fucking rating system is now worth. (laughs) Because, you know, this is a gymnastic. Just because he, you know, somehow finds his way to a secluded lodge somewhere in Meltzer country and gives old fucking Uncle Dave a handy J to make sure that he gets better fucking ratings doesn't mean that he's a good wrestler. Sorry. Go on Twitter and cry about it, young fucks. Nobody cares. Always got to take a cheap shot of someone from Ada. We've got, got to be done, innit? I don't care. Only 10 people are going to watch this anyway, and they'll probably get salty anyway. They'll probably report us to Tony Khan, innit? His morals aren't upstanding. Yeah, so, yeah, Tony, Uncle Tony, he's <laughs> taking a piss out of us. <laughs> Fucking melts. Send fat Tony Schiavone around here. What's he going to do? Throw eggs at me? Come on. He's going to go down on his hand, all fours, not like a bulldog. And just That's like probably that. what Tony Khan gets him to do. Probably what it's only kind of gets him though. Puts a little fucking leash around him. Off you go, Tony. Go on. Tell us all about those Monday Night Wars again. It's Sting! <laughs> he sucks. Tony Schiavone sucks. Tony Schiavone <laughs> wasn't good back in the day. It's funny how everyone hated him when he was WCW announcer alongside Bobby DeBrain Heenan. Even Bobby DeBrain Heenan thought he was a piece of shit. But now, I think... because he's been doing it for so long, mate, he's worked in Starbucks for like 10 years. You know, you know why I think that uh, they signed Shivani instead of going out and getting the real WCW a- announcer in Mike Tanay, because because Mike Tanay hates wrestling because he spent <laughs> a long time in TNA. That's why Mike Tanay yeah. was like, I ain't touching that shit. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, I swear to God, if I see one more animated GIF of fucking Don West and Mike Tanay high five, and it's got Impact over one and AEW over the other, I'm gonna vomit in someone's face. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, like them high fiving is the equivalent of um, it's the equivalent of like Buster Douglas high fiving a teenager. One's got some reputation. The other, nobody gives a fuck about, even though it's really good. Or it could be. <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. All these, these, all these fucking fat losers on fucking Twitter <laughs> fapping over it. Oh, I love it so much. With my favorite promotions that I've never heard of, like work together. It's so good. What's impact? Never heard of it. <laughs> Fake cunt. Wait, what's TNA? Wait, TNA. where is this? Where is this? Aston Albert. <laughs> Give me what? that. Oh, wait. Well, like... yeah, Vince is probably coming to the office, right? Vince is so hopped up on Ketterman. Damn it, I want Conor McGregor at the Rumble. So we can't afford that. Great. Well, just get me testing Albert then. Uh, sir, test is dead. I don't give a shit if he's dead. Reanimate him. Just get him out there. <laughs> give us a... No, no, <laughs> test is really dead. Like, he no longer says, just <laughs> shut up. I'll give you a test. <laughs> just, just fucking put a wig on Stevie Richards. It all, it all looks the fucking same. <laughs> wrestling fucked, man. 
We need to we need to start a new channel talking about something else because wrestling's going to implode in on itself the way it's oh going. My God. Yeah, Three rounds. I got COVID nineteen. He wanted a couple of weeks away from fucking Vince, probably. You know he when probably, Vince he probably died. went around licking fucking COVID tests so that he could fucking get away from Vince for a couple of weeks. He's just like, hey, what's that? That's a COVID-19 positive test. Give me that for a minute. I'll shove that on my ass. And he shoves it up. I fucking give me, give me two weeks off. Are you symptomatic? No, I'm too fucking hard for that. I'm Scottish. <laughs> and we're going to cop so much abuse for this podcast. <laughs> I love it, though. I might make it audio exclusive. For, <laughs> and then cut this end off. So if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, you'll get an exclusive content that the motherfuckers on YouTube ain't because YouTube wants to censor us because ultimately Mark Zuckerberg sucks a massive dick. Yes. Mark absolutely. Zuckerberg, I hear, has been thumbed up the arse by many a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Here's an audio exclusive. I hope Mark Zuckerberg dies of COVID-19. <laughs> Oh, wow. I have no respect for you whatsoever, Mark Zuckerberg, and I will fight you every day of the week, and I will kick the fucking shit out of your scrawny, pathetic, admin-looking ass. You fucking cunt. <laughs> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the State of Wrestling Address. It's been a fantastic podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed the extra nonsense that was going on on the audio one. Um if you're watching this on YouTube, you've missed out on some content because it's available on our audio podcast and our audio podcast only. You can subscribe to our audio podcast by typing in WrestlePlug wherever you get your podcast. That could be Spotify. That could be Podme. That could be Apple. That could be the whopping great corporation that is Stitcher. Has anyone even heard of Stitcher? I don't even know who owns Stitcher, but apparently we're on Stitcher. So you can also see us on Tuna. Yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Thank you. That's uh, there's there's one that definitely won't be fucking appreciated on the audio file. Jeremy Miller doing a fucking impression of stitching like sewing. Is what it is. Is what it is. I find. <laughs> getting flashbacks to my surgery. In. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to State of Wrestling Address. James, Wrestling Address. Yes. Thank you very much for listening to the State of Wrestling Address. Jeremy Miller, say goodbye to our terrible audience that hates us. <laughs> Bye all. Bye, 10 people listening to this. Love you. Um, <laughs> hi, Tanvir. Stop watching Japanese hi. wrestling. Stop fapping to anime. Love you. Um, hi, Alex. <laughs> you're a fucking legend. Uh, who else is yes. this? Who else should we give a shout out to? Uh, Alex, you got to do more NBA, bro. Yeah, more. Yeah, Alex, come back on the podcast and do NBA for Sly Fox, innit? Uh, Aaron Cruz, if you're listening to this, you are well fit, innit? Although you're only 18, so maybe you wait until you're a bit older before you hit me up. Uh, Cameron <laughs> Anderson, you're fit and all, but you're an annoying little shitbag who does really good JFK impressions. Um, uh, is Steve going to be listening, maybe? Steve, uh, you, you know, the, the father of Arsenal. Father of Arsenal? He doesn't... He's also, he didn't give birth to the Emirates. No, 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 I said Godfather. He's out Godfather. of his male the labia. Godfather. And on the seventh day, Steve Neal created Arsenal. <laughs> and he wanted to go three rounds with him. It's three rounds, you fucking prick. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely nobody. I can't do a Conor McGregor impression. I apologize. I could do so many, but Conor McGregor is beyond me. He's beyond me. You better turn up the rumble. From myself, Aaron X and Jeremy Miller, thank you very much for listening. All 10 of you have been amazing. I hope you enjoy 2021 as much as you hated 2020. I love you dearly. And we'll catch you very soon for more content from this complete shit show that is the WrestleBlog. Later, y'all. <laughs>